we've been praying for in the past few weeks and we're going to continue to pray for them so many needs uh pray for monique uh sister mona was going to be here this evening but monique suffered a a seizure so she won't be able to make it so let's pray for her Amen. pray for anybody that you know that needs prayer for healing prayer for deliverance victory you name it salvation let's bind together right now father we thank you lord for this opportunity god to gather in your name lord in this place and father as we oh lord are calling upon you right now lord we ask you god that you would look down upon us that you would give us grace in your sight lord God, we pray that you would pour out your spirit upon us, O Lord. Do a mighty work in this place, O God, from the least, amen, to the greatest, Lord. I pray, Lord, for a stirring of your spirit. I pray, Lord, that our hearts, O God, can be turned unto you, Lord. Amen, Lord. Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see and hearts, Lord, that we can be converted unto you. Father, as you know, every need that's represented by every individual, every family, Lord, we pray, God, for those needs, Lord, that you would minister in a mighty way, God. We thank you for the victory, Lord, that you have given us. Lord, we ask you to move, oh, Father. Amen, Lord, that we, oh, God, can be able, Lord, amen, to worship you, Lord, in liberty, Father, in thanksgiving, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord, to offer up, O oh God, ourselves as a living sacrifice. Amen. Our praise, our thanksgiving, O oh Lord, unto you. Amen. Bind us together that we can be one body, Lord, one spirit, and one mind, and one accord in this place, O oh God. Bless the ministry of your word tonight, Lord. Let your anointing, O oh God, amen, Lord. Let it move in this place, O oh God. Bless the ministry, Lord. Bless the man of God. Bless our worship, our praise, our testimony, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, for what you are going to do, Lord. And we stand upon your word. God, let it be done in this place. This we pray in Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to be in here on a Friday night. It's good to see all our visitors, the Rappies, and my aunt and uncle from out west. Both sets. And it's good to see all of you. Man, I'm looking forward to what we've got. And I tell you what, if we come expecting. I got a red jacket, but mine's pale. That's the kind of God we serve. Let's just worship him. Mine's pale. Yeah. No velvet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all look like a city dude when I put it on.
us, Lord, for pouring your spirit out upon us, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, as we give these offerings tonight, Lord, that you would bless them in a mighty way, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all that you bless us with, Lord. And I pray, Lord, you receive what we give, Lord. Bless it abundantly, Lord. I ask this all, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you have a need tonight, but if you do, you're in the right place. Hallelujah. Lord, you are here.
course, hearing it from different different uh, elders like uh, Brother Gerritsen and uh, Brother Hancock, and how uh, they they shared with me that uh, what God was was uh, going to do in my life, and I always keep that in the back of my mind and my memory, and so I, you know. You know, I'm saying that uh, obviously we'll be preaching the gospel until the day I die. And that's something that uh, I really appreciate uh, these two gentlemen. Uh, they're here and uh, they've done, uh, I'm going to say it, they have done a superb job. Uh, I would come in sometimes and I'd finish our services on the, on the, we record our services on CD and, and there's times when if they didn't take care of the, the finishing the CD, uh, I would get back there and check sometimes and, and so I'd be able to sit there and listen to the service that weekend and a lot of times if I was gone I'd be able to listen to these two gentlemen minister and, and of course it's always, it's always been very good. And so I appreciate that, and I'd like to ask Brother Dan first if he'd come up and just greet everybody. And if I offend anybody, well, be offended. Because I want you to understand where I'm coming from. It gets me that we got a man of God that's preaching spot on truth. It isn't watered down. He doesn't mix himself with it. It's the honest to God truth. I was thinking today, why in the world did I end up in this church? I've been in two other churches and there's a reason I'm in this one. Because this one has the most integrity of any church I have ever been in, period. And I mean that. Now this is, not, don't get offended when I say this. But I said, you know, Brother Craig, I love Brother Craig, man. I can listen to him every day. It hurts sometimes, the side of my head. But I love it. I love it. He's an anointed man of God. And I thought about it, and I said, man, all kinds of people will come to hear Brother Craig. And that's good. Brother Wethy's here. So people come to hear Brother Wethy. And I thought about it, and I said, yeah, but they're all speaking the same truth. Yep. And they all have the same spirit. So why? I'm 
just saying this. Why is it you want to listen to one, but you don't want to listen to the other? downstairs and I prayed and I got into my word and this is what uh, I want to man I want to talk about stuff that's going on in this world but I sound like a conspiracy nut and y'all thinking you ought to be wearing foil caps when you hear some of the stuff but you have no idea What would you do if you said if you knew you only had a year and a half left? Got quiet. There's some people that actually predict that by the end of next year, our country's going to be in a war, the Third World War. So that's something to think about. Not just leave here and ooh, let's go to McDonald's. Let's go to Wally World. Let's just go and start doing all the other things. We totally forget. Forget everything we hear in this place. We forget all the stuff that our pastor has been trying to tell us. And we've got to listen to it. And most of all, we have to love it. In Luke, 
In Luke it says this. In your patience possess ye your souls. Right. I have that underlined in my Bible. That man, patience. It's like, yep, got wake up in the morning. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me life. Yeah. Thank you for putting breath in my lungs. Yeah. Thank you for giving me a free will. Yeah. Don't ever take that for granted. Yeah. Because when you take your last breath, the last beat of your heart, Whatever state you're in, that's it. You can't think your way out of it. The state you're in is the state you're in for eternity. Wow. Think about that. Woo. Many are called. Few are chosen. You want to be one of the few. The one thing that we need to be doing, every one of us, Every day. You should never get sick of this place. If I had my way, there wouldn't even be a clock in this place. And I mean that. Since I got saved, I can probably count on one hand how many times I've looked at the clock in a service. And it was because I had to be somewhere. I don't care if service lasts four hours. Who cares? If you live where I used to live, I used to live just north of Boston. You talk about a rat race. Come on. This is Sleepyville around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole Midwest. I lived in a rat race. Everyone's in a hurry to get nowhere. When I moved out here, people were saying, why are you working so hard? And I kind of looked at them and I said, well, where I'm from, if you don't do your job, there's another person waiting to take your spot. So you work like crazy. So come out here and it's like, ooh, I'm so relaxed. But let me tell you something. We can't get lax. We can't. We can't drop the ball because persecution's coming. And it's right around the corner. And if you knew how close it was, you'd probably start getting on your knees and praying more. Because depending upon how much oil you have in your lamp is going to determine how you're going to come out. Serious, folks. Pastor said it. Pastor said it Wednesday night. You need to be making sure you've got the Holy Ghost every single day. Don't take it for granted. Because that is your life. The Holy Ghost. Wow. Well, I can go on and on, but I'm not going to. Because I want to hear what Brother Aaron has to say. But, man, I'll tell you what. Noah, for 120 years, was getting ready. For 120 years and everyone thought he was nuts so think about this folks when God shut the door on that ark he closed the door Noah and his sons didn't close it that door was way too big for them to close God closed it starts raining everyone starts freaking out can you imagine what that must have sounded like people beating on the sides of that ark let us in let us in You don't want to be on the wrong side of the ark. You 
you want to be in it. Because man, the ark is sailing real soon. This could be your last day. You're not promised tomorrow. If you die today, the next moment you're going to open your eyes is going to be in the resurrection. Either the rapture or the second one. And you don't want to be in that one. So you're going to be rapture ready. That's what I'm trying to say. If you hear the voice of the Lord, don't harden your heart. Respond, because you may never get another chance. So praise the Lord. Love you all.
But it's up to us to maintain our salvation. It's up to us to be faithful. It's like Brother Dan said. For you who God's coming after, He's coming after the faithful. Boy, I want to be found faithful when He comes. I'll be right there looking for His coming. Full of the Holy Ghost. Love and truth. We're going to go through some things. I tell you what. The Bible says. Amen. Through much suffering, we're going to enter into the kingdom of God. Much suffering, we're going to have to go through that so we can see His glory. So we might as well make up our minds. We might as well let God just persuade us fully that what He says in His Word is true. There is eternal life. Amen. We have His Word on that. And His Word is good. Because his name is good. Yeah. Amen. He's faithful. Yeah. Amen. So let's not take the Lord for granted. Amen. Amen. Let's appreciate him. And yeah. Amen. Let's be faithful. I want to read a scripture here. Amen. It says, uh, and this is in the, in the epistle of Ephesians, it says, this I say, therefore, mm -hmm. and testify in the Lord, mm -hmm. that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. Mm -hmm. He said, in the vanity of their mind. Mm -hmm. In the vanity of their mind. Do you all know we're Gentiles here? Mm -hmm. He's talking about us. Don't walk no more in the vanity of your mind. Even the emptiness. And, you know, we, we, we go through, uh, through, through life and... And God wants to deal with this, but we, we kind of push them aside and we say, uh, not today, Lord. And we're, we're walking in the, amen, the vanity of our minds because we're, we're, we're saying, essentially, God, we don't, I don't need you right now. But in all reality, we do. Yes, sir. He's trying his, amen, his best because he's shown us his love to, to save us from his wrath to come. From his wrath. We don't want to be part of his wrath. There's no way that amen, we're going to be able to stand. The only way we can stand is, amen, by applying the blood, by being full of the Holy Ghost, and standing upon his word. That's the only way. And he gives us an opportunity. He goes on to say, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, through the ignorance that is in them. Being alienated from the life of God. Did you know that there's another life just besides a life of just existing in our own flesh, yes. in, this whole, yes. in this world? That's only existing when you don't know God. But the true life, amen, is in Him. Yes. Amen. Walking in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Walking in that liberty. Yes. Amen. Walking in the light and knowledge that, hey, we know who our God is. We know where we're going. Amen. Amen. Don't walk in the vanity of your mind. But understand, there is a higher life that we need to, amen, achieve. That we need to get a hold of. And higher life. Amen. Yeah, I tell you what. I tell you what. God's calling. God is drawing. God is speaking to us. When are we going to listen? When we gonna hear him that has an ear to hear, let him hear. The Lord kept pleading with people. If you have an ear to hear, please hear my word. 
He's pleading to this day. He'll keep pleading until he comes for us. So let's, amen, take heed to his word. Thank God for the ministry. Thank God. The Bible says by the foolishness of preaching, we're going to be saved. So it behooves us to, amen, to hear the word, not just hear it, but to obey it. Amen. So thank God. Thank God. I, I appreciate Amen, the Lord, what he's done for me. And I tell you what, uh, amen, there's a, uh, an obvious, amen, uh, a, a manifestation in, in, I see it, in, in your lives yeah. and in my life. God is moving in us. Yeah. He wants to do more. Yeah. So let's, let's let him do more. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't hinder him, but just submit to him. Let the Holy Ghost just have His way. Amen. Amen. Looking forward. Amen. To what God has planned tonight. So I, I appreciate you. I love you all. God bless you. Amen. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. If you haven't uh, seen the, the fire uh, services, of course, everybody knows we start prayer at 6 o'clock every evening. Service starts at 6:30 Sunday morning. We're going to change our schedule. Prayer will be at 9:30, and then we're going to start with morning service at 10 o'clock. And Brother Craig Marshall is going to be ministering to us Sunday morning. So I'd like to have him come up and just meet us. morning when I woke up, I was excited to see the Wethys, and more excited to see Jesus, Amen. and excited to see the saints of God in Vermillion, South Dakota, and so that four-hour drive was just like a hop, skip, and a jump. Uh, I slept most of the way, that's why I said that. Thank God for a, a caring, loving wife. I do honor the pastor and first lady of Livingstone. In my heart, I greet you and say thank you for your burden. I guess the tally will never be told until we get there. Sacrifice. And what amazes me, Pastor Harold Marshall is, and Brother Wesley, you know this, you'll spend time reaching for people who will never reach back. And yet I commend you for doing it. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your love for souls. And I was thinking of a multiplication table as I was sitting there listening to all of this rich word from these good brethren. Um, the DNA of we have the same dad and the same mom. Jesus is our dad and the church is our mom. So you're my brother or sister, whether or not you like it. <laughs> so you just as well start smiling and get over it. I don't like you. Well, you may not like me, but you have to love me. If you're going to get to heaven. I, I was thinking about this multiplication table here with only in the kingdom of God. I want you to consider something here. One 
can put a thousand to flight. Yes. And then when you can get two together, said they'll put ten thousand to flight. So based on that multiplication table of the Word of God, what will happen if five of us get together? I know this, we're not all on the same page here right now. I can sense that in the Holy Ghost. But if we can just get five of us, that says, Preacher Wendy, preach to me. Because I want to be part of that multiplication table that puts 20,000 turn our preacher loose. I was talking to Brother Jubal the other night after Bible study and he was asking me, had certain questions about my years in the ministry and I shared with him a testimony about us traveling up into Canada and that began uh, in the year 86 and from that time we met, made several trips back up there ministered, I, I guess I would say around seven or eight reservations or reserves up there in Canada, in Manitoba, all the way up, all the way up in northern Manitoba. I mean, they, they, we drove as far as we could get on a gravel road, jumped a plane, and we flew about, about 175 miles more into a reserve called Oxford House, a little island reserve. And I always remember Brother Matthew Garrett, he said, Brother, Brother Harold, he said, you're going to find out there's a lot of people are going to be at that service tonight. 
it was a tent that they pitched outside the church building, a big tent. And he said, you're going to be surprised when you see everybody come. And sure enough, as we got ready and as we made our way to the tent, and we came down this, uh, we, we, we came down the alleyway behind a, a, a row of trailers, that, uh, the school there, which was, was, was you know, uh, out for the summer, and we had all these trailer houses that the teachers lived in while we got to stay in one of them. And everywhere we went down that alleyway and we, and we got close to the church and we went around the church and there was that tent. And man, I was, it blew me away to see all those people under the tent and outside the tent sitting on chairs. I don't know how many rows of chairs on the outside of that tent. And then after those rows of chairs, there were people sitting on their cars all the way around that tent. And I remember walking inside that tent and there was, probably wasn't even a pathway this wide in between the aisle and up there by the altar. And I, he blew my, I blew my mind when, when he said, see? And I said, yep. He said, they're all hungry for Jesus. Amen. Can you imagine? Amen. All hungry for Jesus. They got started in the worship. And of course, I was ready. I was ready to preach. They got it started in the worship. The worship lasted almost an hour and a half. Can you imagine that? I was just amazed at the way they love God. And man, they sang and they worshiped. They danced. This was the Cree nation. And I remember one point in their worship service, the chief of that reserve stood up in between songs that they were singing, and he spoke in Cree. I was sitting there and, and I wondered what he was saying, and you can—it was really intense, and he was just really, really saying something. And pretty soon, when he got done, he sat down, and Brother Matthew interpreted for me. He said, he, he admonished the people, we need to, we need to love God because of what he's done for us. Yes. He said, so we need to love God and show him how much we love him. Yes. We need to wake up. Yes. We need to worship him. Yes. And let me tell you something. That was awesome. Yes. That was a rejuvenating worship service. So by the time it came over, came to minister the word of God, let me tell you something, the Holy Ghost was already moving in that place. And I remember that time we, we baptized, I can't remember how many we took down into the Nelson River, was right next to the island. I mean, I don't know how many we baptized. We went, walked down that great big old hill down into the Nelson River, baptized, I don't know how many people in Jesus' name. Some that receive the Holy Ghost. Some that receive healing. It was happening. And you know what? It's because they were hungry. How many of you are hungry? How many of you are hungry? How many of you are hungry? You know, that's what it's going to take. 
you see you see those pictures of those preachers we got on the back wall in the in the fellowship hall and you see uh, brother Wanene from Tika Valley amen and over there in, in Kenya Africa he sent us a video one time of a service they were having and they set up like an arbor it's like a power arbor but really massive and the Holy Ghost fell and there was hundreds of people there guess what they were getting slain all over in the spirit laying there speaking in tongues and you know why that happened because they were hungry. The scripture says, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. So if we really want something from God, I believe the Lord will, the Lord will minister and meet our needs if we really want something from God. I appreciate Brother Wethy. I've known him for, I'm going to say, eight years now. Brother Hancock introduced us, and I'm glad he did. Brother Wethy's uh, an anointed preacher. Appreciate his family and the church down in Chautauqua. Uh, Emmett and uh, Abby didn't make it, uh, but... Alex is here. Amen. Praise God. And it's good to see Alex and good to see Sister Wethy. Their family. Their family. Praise God. And we appreciate them. So, Brother Wethy, come on up and obey the Lord tonight. Amen. Since Colorado, 
Yeah. Amen. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost and yeah. felt the burden to come home. And, yeah. and uh, I know, <coughs> we all know this, sometimes the body gets tired. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes we, we can question things. Mm -hmm. uh, but without a shadow of a doubt, if I could ask this question and already know the answer, if you didn't do it, who would have? Yeah. So there is a cause. Yeah. Amen. So we're thankful for that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, uh, if, you, if you have ADHD, just don't get offended by this statement, but I kind of feel like I do. As I was sitting back there and as the Lord's beginning to flood me with so many things and speak to me, you know, uh, my first reaction is, Lord, we've only got three days. And then, of course, when I really get to thinking about, about all of this, he made everything in six days and rested the seventh. So we know that with God, all things That's are right. possible. Amen. Amen. Which are called according to his purpose. The preacher already told you that many are called, but few are chosen. If you're here tonight, it's not by accident because God called you to be here. Praise the Lord, regardless of what excuse we might have had for showing up, I can assure you it was God's doing the whole time. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If you've been putting off receiving the Holy Ghost, i got to ask you why. Yeah. Because the Holy Ghost is for you. Yeah. Amen. It's for everybody. Yeah. And if I can tell you this, why wouldn't you want to receive the best thing that, yeah. that man has ever been allowed to receive? Yeah. 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 Amen. Throw that old stinking thinking out the window, you know, and says, I'm not good enough. I didn't come from the right family. My past is uh, way too muddy. Amen. Just throw that out the window and understand that God has something for you if you'll let Him work in your life. Are you going to let Him work in your life today? Praise the Lord. Amen. My, 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 every preacher has been just spot on at just bearing witness of what the Lord has given me. I'm telling you, I don't know where to start first. I'm being honest. Y'all don't mind honesty, do you? Praise the Lord. It would just be easy for me to shut this Bible and start walking in the Holy Ghost right now. Uh, but I, but I want to be meticulous and want the Lord to lead me in what is the best way to do things. Uh, one thing I, I realized a long time ago, and it will bear witness with you if you'll have the same attitude. Uh, I'm really nothing. I'm just a man. Yeah. But if I could just be wise enough to not only hear the voice of the Lord, but let him guide my life, let him teach me, let him lead me, God's the one that does everything. Praise the Lord. Amen. He does choose mankind to work through, that his works and uh, will go forward and be accomplished. Uh, but, uh, amen. But we're really nothing and nobody in the great scheme of things. And what I know about the Lord, if we won't, uh, if we won't accept 
the plan that God has for our life, uh, his work's going to continue, so he's going to move over and he's going to get a yes man. Because that's what God wants. Is he wants us to be yes men and, and, and yes women. Praise the Lord. Amen. My Lord, my Lord. Amen. As I was sitting back there uh, just trying to mind my own business, the Lord began to uh, speak unto me, and, and uh, I feel such an urgency, uh, praise the Lord, and uh, amen, that it's time to, uh, brother, spread out. Uh, we've waited sometimes for uh, the preachers to get more anointing, the leadership to step up and, yeah. and begin to do things, but I, I'm going to tell you right now, some leadership's not going to step up till we put pressure on them. Yeah. Until their back's against the wall yeah. and it's sink or swim. Yeah. And I know sometimes we put, well, I need a building and all of yeah. this. Uh, but the way the Lord put it to me, if you have to do it in your living room, right. you need to begin to spread out. Amen. I'm not talking about splitting the church. That's not what I'm talking about. If you know what the Bible says, you'll understand we're of one body. There ain't two churches. When God's coming back, He's coming after uh, one bride. Those that have made themselves ready. It's time to spread out and get busy for the gospel's sake. Amen. I'm, i got something else I want to add to that. Do not judge, uh, praise the Lord, uh, amen, failures or successes uh, by how many's coming in and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Understand what the Bible said. Uh, he said that uh, he wouldn't come back until this gospel is preached uh, unto all nations. I'm telling you what, uh, we say we want God to come back, uh, but we said I don't mind. Uh, we can be out telling somebody about Jesus. Uh, it's time to get busy. Uh, it's time to get out of our comfort zone. Amen. Uh, we got to stop sitting, uh, amen, down on our talent, uh, on our education. Uh, amen. Brother Craig Marshall, the, the Lord is stirring up some old spiritual burdens for you. Uh, and I'm not the man to carry the mail and give you direction. I'll just tell you that right now. Uh, because that's just what I feel like in the Holy Ghost. Let's even change the next day or two. But I'm telling you, just pay attention. Amen. What God's dealing with you about. You know the voice of the Lord. I've got great respect for you and your ministry. Amen. And uh, just, uh, just pay attention. It's not your own emotion. Right. God's stirring some things. Amen. Reigniting some thoughts and, and some burdens and passions in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just look to the Lord right now? Heavenly Father, we love you in this place. God, we just need you to move in a mighty way and only, God, the way that you can. Oh, God, we understand that 
This is a great people, oh Lord. God, you have a great work for each and every one of them to do. God, help us, Lord, to be your yes man. Help us to go where you send us, Lord, to preach whatever you give us to preach. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Uh, Pastor Harold Marshall, I know in times past uh, that you've been able to just kind of take the bull by the horns and spread yourself out real thin and and uh, at times you, you you didn't even know how you was going to be at two places at once amen and then uh, that's okay hey, you're beyond that time but you're at that level where you should be able to lean on some others to go forward you've done your job you prayed for them, you've taught them it's time to put the pressure on them what you're going to see is a reflection of your ministry that's been going on in this area for years. You know, I know as a pastor, and I'm not, I don't even have to prophesy this to know, but I spent time there. When you, when you send someone out that you've uh, spoken to their life and you've had, you know, you know their weaknesses, you know your strong points, you spend hours in prayer and dealing and working with people. And the last thing you want to do is just to, to send somebody out and get it wrong. Because you know what? You, you Just like what Jesus said, it's not my will that any should perish. You don't want as a leadership to cause anybody hardship. Praise the Lord. But, uh, uh, but, but Brother Marshall... Uh, Pastor Harold Marshall, God would say unto you this night, it's time that they grow up and take the bull by the horns and go on their own. Hallelujah. I said the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just being led of the Lord here. He, God is uh, stirring something up in me. It, it's almost like He's uh, stepped me in to uh, uh, to dealing with me about a, about an old prophecy or an old prophet. He bound that is that is talked about the multitudes and the and the outbreaks of revival and yeah. and God moving in awesome ways and uh, people coming out of their homes. People uh, that with your mind's eye you would never thought would run to God. Uh, uh, it's like he's stirring, like God is uh, reliving this with inside of me. Uh, yeah. i got to tell you, you can be a part of this uh, if you want to be. Uh, this will not be a one-monkey show, uh, but it will be because there's a group of people uh, that have a mind to work for God. Uh, it will be because there's a group of individuals that uh, said, Beat me, Lord. Uh, I'm going to step out by faith. Uh, amen. I'm going to take hold uh, of what I've been taught. Uh, I'm going to take hold of the message. Uh, God, I'm going to be the one that's strong enough to go out of the highways and my ways and compel them to come in. Consider this for a minute. Consider this. I don't know how many have studied much on hell or thought much about hell, but it's something I think about and I thought probably a lot more of it lately than, than in times past. And when I really began to think about hell, my, my dad, he had an experience.
pertained to hell one time. God took him to the edge and let him hear, hear the screams and cries that came from hell. And he said it was the most horrendous experience that he ever experienced before. But if you really believe in hell and all of its all of its torment and torture, and if you, if you really believe when you get there you can't get out of it, and it's a place where the fire is not quenched, and the worm dies not, and it, it goes for eternity, and it's a bottomless pit, you'll just be falling and burning, and, and even uh, to throw a little icing on the cake, if you will, you'll be surrounded by all them demons. Uh, yeah. Amen. All them rapists and murderers. Uh, and all them emulators. Uh, Come on, all these kind of people. And you knowing that you've been, amen, on an apostolic pew. And you can't escape those things. I'm telling you something. Purpose in your mind that if you don't get busy, amen, for the king's sake. All those people, amen, that may not have a chance to know God as you know God. Think of all those people that might not lost without the opportunity you've had, because a ball game was yeah. more important, a birthday party was more important, notoriety was more important, the things of this world and the cares of this life, yeah. I'm telling you, there's no greater thing than heaven, and there's no worse thing than a burning inferno called hell. That's it. Aren't you glad someone preached to you and taught you yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Don't you think everyone has that right? Yeah. Huh? Yep. Just wanting to do it ain't enough. Right. You gotta find you an altar. Yeah. Clean yourself up. Yeah. Get rid of your sins that's in your life. Yeah. Yep. Oh, come on. Yeah. Some of you have been out there on the side. Slipping, dipping, and ripping, never think nobody knows. Yeah. Amen. But God knows. But, but furthermore, it's held you back. And you've not stepped on into the greater things of God because of it. Yeah. Amen. When I was a child, I thought as a child, I spake as a child. It's time for us to grow up and become men and women of like faith and get on business for the team. could just add to that and I'm so far away from my message it seems uh, praise the Lord but I, I just want to obey God for a little bit amen some of you amen are punishing yourself you see unless God tells me what you're doing I wouldn't know I'm not peeking in your windows I'm not with you when you're going out although right now I kind of feel like I am but what happens is, he made you go out and you do what you know better than you ought to do. Yes, sir. And so then when you come to church, you feel so guilty that you, that you persecute God for it. Mm. Amen. You take your lack of praise out on him. Yeah. Your lack of dedication, your lack of worship. Well, I got to sit in the back tonight. Uh, I can't get up front and dance like I once did because uh, what I've been doing out that. Uh, amen. So your guilt is eating you up. Uh, I got to tell somebody, uh, come clean. Uh, stop blaming everybody else uh, for the things you are doing. Uh, it's time to man up. Uh, it's time to woman up. Uh, amen. And understand uh, amen, that God is coming. Uh, 
but I partook in it anyway. You know, you know the difference between God and people. When you truly repent, God forgets it. Yeah, that's right. But people, people don't. Right. That's why it's important. Oh my God, I'm about to preach. But that's why it's important that you get as much of God as you can, because you'll not. You'll not forget the hurt that's been done to you. You'll stay bitter and upset unless you get so full of the Holy Ghost that none of that nonsense matters any longer. You can't do it without Jesus. Whether you all uh, realize it or not, I tell off on myself on just where I'm at with God. It's true. You should be able to read me like a book. Just spend about 15 minutes with me. Amen. Find out where my emotions are, where my attitude is, and you'll know what's most important in my life. If I'm caught up in the cares of this world, and that's uh, weighing heavy on my mind, then that's what's going to spew out of my mouth. Yeah. Right. If I spend time with Jesus, guess what, honey? That's what's coming out of my mouth. That's what I'm going to desire to do. Amen. Amen. My God, I'm in trouble now. But some of you go down round. You remember that teacher you had when you were school that had the ruler looked up over them horn rim glasses uh, just waiting on you to mess up so they could swat you? Uh, some of you have been like that with one another. That's the truth. you got to understand that we're all human. And the only way any of us is going to rise above sin is to have more of Jesus. I don't got time to look over my glasses. They got to tell you how you're living. They got we need to get on business with a thing. We need to live for God with everything we got. matter of life and death. Amen. There's souls that's never felt the love of God. There's real people out there with real problems, not the pettiness of this world. Amen. There's children that don't have moms and dads. There's children if they got a mom and dad or a drunk or a dope head. Amen. That don't have nothing to eat. But we're worried about our pettiness instead of calling on God that can make a difference.
Amen. The more of the Spirit of God, amen, will come into your life. Amen. Sin will be a thing of the past. You won't fall for it. It won't tempt you. You won't be bothered by it. Why? Because you allowed God to come in and elevate you. Amen. You made God your main focus and your main thing. Glory, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Grab your Bibles tonight. Well, I don't know, Brother Baby, baby Brother Edwards was prophesied about a four-hour service. I'm not sure. I ain't even got to read scripture yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please don't be mad at me. Understand God's trying to stir you up. Because he's got a job for you to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to start Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 and 2. And then we'll go on from there. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be a transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God amen I just want to uh, speak to us a little bit tonight amen about a new way of thinking a new way of thinking praise the Lord Amen. You can be seated tonight if you want to be. Hallelujah. Good to be here. Praise the Lord. Thankful. Amen. For what I already feel God is doing. Amen. Glory. Brother Harold Marshall said he'd known me about eight years. And uh, been eight wonderful years as far as I'm concerned. Hope he feels the same. Um, I've probably been knowing Brother Craig Marshall for 17, 18 years. Although we went a span where we didn't see each other. Amen. But he went and found salvation. Now he's been coming by and preaching for me. <laughs> Amen. I'm thankful that we've been reunited. Amen. Praise the Lord. He skipped me the first time that I heard him preach. And he's still trying to preach hard enough to make me saved. And I love him for that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But a new way of thinking. Did you know the opposite, some of the opposite words uh, for transformed, where it said to be transformed by the renewing of your mind would be to be settled, unchanged, unqualified, just stay the same. Being in a kind of a set down, lazy, lazy uh, amen type of situation being just nonchalant about the way things are, even when they're bad and they were hoping to be anything better. But when we allow God, he, might, he said it be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I don't know about you all, but I feel like there's a lot of folks in here uh, probably kind of like-minded like me, uh, I came from uh, humble beginnings. There was seven of us children as a child. 
We were raised up in the church house until my parents got church hurt. And even though they never quit living for God, we just had a spell there, a span there, um, where we felt like that we didn't have no place that we could go to church. We didn't feel like we could go um, to where we could get equal shake or where people loved us. Isn't that awful? Can I just compel you that if you know somebody that may be feeling that way tonight, will you go see them tomorrow or pick up the phone and tell them you love them and ask them to come back to church? Yeah. Would you do that for me? There's not a worse feeling in the world as being a child and taught that going to church is right, but feeling like you're an outsider, one that's been pushed out and not loved. Deep down, everybody wants to feel loved. In fact, the matter is, is God died for all of us, right? Yes. And, and so what if I was wrong or felt like I was wrong or maybe even lied on or whatever, amen, and, uh, by a certain person or a certain individual? Picture their soul in hell if you don't reach out to them. Yeah. They deserve that. Nobody does. Because once there, they can't escape it. So if you know somebody that might be feeling that way, but, but we were raised like that and we were... Uh, probably you all have heard the statement poor white trash that's probably what people thought of us Amen. it was always hard to get by but uh, I had an older brother and even a dad at times that probably had the, had the wrong attitude but I feel like uh, you know they, they might be deserved it I'm not, I'm not taking it out on them we're, we're all kind of pushed into our ways of feelings and thinking sometimes uh, but they always told me a couple of things. They said, uh, uh, well, said, uh, since you're with, he said, uh, you'll never have anything. You'll never be anybody. They always said, you'll just be nothing but a zero. Any of y'all ever heard anything like that when growing up? Anybody ever try to put that kind of stigma on yeah. you? But it seemed like that with all the stigma that would be put on me, uh, I, just couldn't, I just couldn't accept that. Amen. I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe it was the Lord's doing that told me that it didn't matter what they say. What matters is that God has the final say. And I'm telling you, if you'll allow God, God will uh, transform you. Uh, amen. By the renewing of your mind. I'm telling you, some people, uh, the only thing that is wrong uh, is you need a new way of thinking. Uh, in fact, my Bible tells me uh, that if God be for me, uh, who can stand against me? And I got news for you. God is for you, honey. He said it's not my will that any should I was told a long time ago, everybody's got an opinion, and most of them stink. Uh, that was the PG version. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So you can't always count on what people that are in the flesh say. But honey, God is not a liar. And God's on your side. And God's pulling for you. And God's got a plan for your life. Amen. You don't have to live the way you've been living. If you let God transform your mind, you will come out from among them. You will be separate. You can walk in the blessings of God. 
Man, I felt that. You little short-legged preacher from Kansas, you don't know all the things I've done wrong. But let me send you a bulletin board. All of sin that comes short of the glory of God. I've got a God that died on the cross. His blood's bigger than my sin. If only I'll repent of it. I wish somebody would leave here tonight with a brand new way of thinking. Oh, come on, somebody. Just give God a chance. Just meet him part way and see what God will do for you. Understand, and I don't know why I'm talking like this because there's probably no way I can cover all of this that the Lord dealt with me about today. But I didn't understand uh, when I would phone home. I was, uh, most of you know, I began to ride racehorses as a young teenager. And uh, the good thing was, I was good at it, made money. The bad thing was, is it took me further away from the church. But I made amends to that later on. I repented of it, come back to God, and that's why I'm him where I am now. But I couldn't understand when I'd phone home and I'd be stagged about some big race I'd won or maybe got a leading rider title here. You know, I was, man, I was a stack. Yeah. You know, my mind, I, I'm, I'm beating the odds, right? I'm, I'm not supposed to be doing it. I'm a, a poor white trash. Here I'm out there making my way in the world. Hey, man, I'm getting interviews on television. They're writing magazine articles about me. They got cameras on me. I got people coming up asking me for the autograph. I'm thinking this ain't such a bad deal. And I'd call home and, boy, it's, it's this, this old mad spirit on the other end. If I kept talking, I'd hear a click. I got news for you. People that are full of the devil, they don't want you doing good in life right. or in the things of God. That's not the right spirit when people are trying to pull you down and keep the thumb on you and keep you from succeeding in life, especially when it comes to living for God. Oh, honey, I got news for hell. Another day, the lights are on. Uh -huh. 
How am I going to get through the day? I tell you, you've only got through the day because, uh, hey man, God's had his hand on your life. God's been trying to guide you, uh, no doubt, to this service tonight. Uh, hey man, that you can hear this preacher preach. Uh, hey man, there's a new way of thinking. Uh, you've got a God uh, that to him you're not a throwaway. Uh, he made you, you're his creation. Uh, he desires to have you. Uh, many are called, uh, but we allow him, uh, hey man, to choose you tonight. Here in the book of Kings, the seventh chapter, we find a very unique story. Very awesome story. Praise the Lord. Second Kings chapter seven, and about verse six, or, or uh, excuse me, chapter second Kings chapter seven, verse three. And there were four leprous men at the inner end of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here till we die? Now I want to stop and go a little slow here because something that we need to understand if you don't understand this, if you was in those days, in those times, and you had leprosy, you couldn't be around other people. Right. You had to be isolated. You couldn't go into towns. You had to wait for people to come to you. This is why uh, you, were, you were considered uh, diseased and and somebody was afraid of what you had would jump over on them. Yeah. And so nobody wanted to be around you if you had leprosy. Yeah. Believe it or not, this preacher got so bad at sin one time that nobody wanted to be around me. But God himself came to me in an audible voice that told me that I didn't have to live that way or be that person any longer. Amen. And it changed my life some 20-some years ago. And I've never looked back. Amen. And I thank him for it. So there's these leprous men, and there, there's four of them. And they had a revelation. They said, why sit we here till we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall under the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. So what was happening? There was a, a famine in the land. They had been waiting to get their, no doubt, their daily handout, their grub the needs to survival, the means to survival, but the famine was on. There just was no supplies for them. Yeah. And so they knew the law of the land. They knew they wasn't supposed to go into the city. If they went into the city, someone would no doubt pick up stones and stone them unto their death. Uh -huh. Furthermore, that really didn't make any sense anyway because here they had uh, not went around people Hey, man, that at present time couldn't do them any good anyway. Right. And so the people they had feared was of no help. Right. Man, I'll tell you what, sometimes common sense goes a long way. Yeah. It's something that we all used to have, but it seems like in modern times, yeah. uh, hey, man, it's thrown out the window, yeah. and the government, if you got it, don't want you to use it. Right. Yeah. Oh, come on, yeah. 
That's it. Praise the Lord. I, I really don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. Hey man, ain't none of them got any sense unless you're talking about dollars and cents. They'll take that from you. They'll rob you and steal you blind if that means they're becoming something. Oh, come on, somebody. So common sense, you might say, got a hold of the four leprous men. And there was one group of people, a man that had some victuals and some supplies. And so they thought, look, let's go. Let's read the Bible here. He says, let's fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. We're, going, we're not in a good shape anyway. If we sit here, we're dead. I'm telling you, somebody needs to understand uh, that the way that you've chosen to live your life, uh, you're in a standstill situation. Uh, you're not happy. Uh, amen. You're miserable. Uh, and unless you come up with a new plan, uh, a new way of thinking, uh, you're going to go out that way uh, that you're living right now. And so they rose up in the twilight to go up to the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of the Syrians, uh, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired us the kings of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and, and fled in the twilight and they left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when, the, and when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went in one tent and did eat and drink and carry out that silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered it into another tent and carried this and, and went, and, went and, and hid it. Yeah. So they had plenty. Yeah. So these were four lepers men that had a revelation. Where I'm at right now is not going to do me any good. There's, there's A, I could do. I could go in a city. That's not going to help. How many times have you went to those friends that are in the world? Come on. Uh, oh, on. let's just go down and have us a beer. Come on. Let's just roll a doobie and smoke it together. Yeah. Hey, I know a guy over here that's, uh, you know, got a, little, got a little snort. Maybe we'll go over there and that'll line us out. Yeah. And sometimes you scored and you went over there. But as soon as that wore off, you were right back in the same predicament that you started in. Yes, sir. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. But I got a God that said, honey, if you'll just come, uh, amen, and try me, uh, buy me, come on, go, try to the fire. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I'm going to love you. You'll be my son. You'll be like a daughter unto me. Hallelujah. I'll heal you when you're sick. Yes, sir. I'll provide everything you have need of. Yes, sir. If you'll just trust in me. Yeah. You'll go to bed and have peace at night. You'll sleep all the night long. Them old devils and them demons, they won't wake you up in the morning snarling and growling and telling you all the things they're going to do. You have a 
something spectacular had happened to bring all this round about. If we back up in verse 1 of that chapter, it says that uh, Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus say the Lord tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shackle and two measures of barley for a shackle in the gate of Samaria. Then, then a Lord who's... See, it don't matter what they say. It says, Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. So here come the prophet. Famine was in the land. There was no food. There was, there was no, no barley. There was no nothing to eat. He, obedient to the Lord, prophesied that this thing would come to pass. Yes. We got this picture. This holy thing. Yeah. Hey Amen. This thing sent from God. Yeah. <coughs> Are you getting the picture yet? Yes, sir. Yes. Then God sent these four rejects Come on. to go reap the harvest. Come on. Oh, come on. Come on. These four men that no one wanted anything to do with. He sent them down to the Syrians. Hey, man. Oh, come on, somebody. Go ahead, preacher. Hey, you've got a cause. You've got a right. I don't care who you are. To stand out by faith and be used of God. We've got to have a new way of thinking. We've got to understand that we have some value to us. I don't care how long you feel that you have made the wrong decisions. I don't care how long, hey man, that you've run to love this one only to be hurt. You've run to love that one only to be brutalized. Oh, I'm telling you, sometimes things that you've been through, we can't even speak in front of the children. But I'm telling you, you're not a throwaway. There is a God that if you'll give him a chance, he'll use you to break. We know the story. That man did die. He mounted the leprous men. Felt bad about trying to hold all the goods for themselves. So they went and told the townspeople. Amen. What wonderful things had happened. And he went out to retrieve. That Lord was put as the keeper of the gate. And he was trampled over because of the excitement of the crowd. Amen. He seen it come to pass. But he didn't get to partake of it. All because, amen, he doubted the power of God. Yeah, yeah. Amen. I wish somebody today would release your faith even just to the things you've heard in this service and understand it is the will of God to bring forth great revival in this nation amongst your people. Oh my God, but who will have enough faith to say I'll go? Amen. If you leave me, I'm going to follow. Go ahead. 
a new way of thinking. We find in the book of Luke, the 15th chapter, beginning somewhere around the 11th verse, that a man had two sons. One son said to dad, I've worked long enough for you to put in my words. I want you to divide up what you owe me or substance. I want paid. I want what I got coming. Not long after, the father divided up his goods and gave it to him. Amen. The son took off to a faraway country. The Bible said he wasted his substance, his inheritance, yeah. all that he had worked for yeah. on riotous living. <coughs> you want to know what that means? On oh, harlots and drunkenness and just stupidity. Yeah. I told you early in this message, don't be saying because I've done this, that, and the other. A lot of people have made wrong and bad decisions. But you need a new way of thinking tonight. You need a new way of thinking. After he was broke, it's a wonder, it's amazing sometimes what the end of the road will do to people. It's not that God puts you there, it's that you've chosen that direction. And see, God won't bless or honor sin. And that's why sometimes when we want to sin and, and we want things of this world, it just won't work out in our favor. Oh, at first, when we've got plenty of money and everything's uh, going smooth, uh, it'll feel good to the flesh momentarily. Uh, amen. But the wages of sin will always be death. Uh, amen. And at the end of that road, uh, amen, sin will always, uh, amen, lead to demise of brokenness and destruction. Uh, amen. I'm living proof uh, that you can have money and be miserable. Uh, I got to a place uh, where money couldn't buy happiness. Uh, why? Because I was alone and wretched. Uh, I didn't have a wife. I didn't have children. Uh, I had nothing I could hold on to. Uh, and on my own. Amen. There I was. Wanting more drugs and more alcohol. More adultery and wretched and miserable. But God come in that room. He said you don't have to live this way any longer. And I allowed God to change my life. supplying their dope habits all of a sudden he didn't have no money they didn't know who little Johnny was any longer let me tell you something the world is cruel and the world will always do what the world's supposed to do there's a little scripture in John the 10th chapter the 10th verse says the thief cometh not before to kill steal and destroy but Jesus said I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I can assure you one thing. As long as you choose to hold hands with the devil and do things his way, there'll be no good come out of it. There'll always be a dead end at the end of the road. You'll always be left feeling used, 
abused and wretched. Why? Because he's cursed. He's a liar and the father of it. It don't matter what kind of picture he paints. At the end of the road, there's always destruction and pain and anguish. Yep. Yes, sir. No doubt for that son that left home with his living. No doubt what he was being. He man a good son and having everything in his fingertips. No doubt he would look over the fence, if you will, to see what the world was doing. Maybe he even met an individual or two that said, man, you ought to see what the real world's like. Yeah. Painted this big picture of how good it was. Hey, man, out there, away from daddy's house. But now here he is, famine in the land, no money, no friends. Someone said, I tell you what I'll do, I'll give you a job feeding my pigs. Yeah. So he's feeding pigs, yeah. and he's not earning enough to eat. Right. He gets so hungry that he's thinking, I, I tell you what, I... I think I'm just going to eat what the hogs are eating. Uh-huh. Come on. It's it's sufficient for them. They're eating it. They're 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 getting fed. They're staying. They're they're looking healthy and I and just about the time he was ready, uh, Brother Aaron to make that commitment to die right in there and slop with the hogs. Uh, he had a thought. Uh, he said, back there at daddy's house, back there at the father's house, back there in the church house, even the servants had enough to eat. They had food in their belly. I tell you what, I just had a revelation. I've got a new way of thinking. I'm going back to daddy's house. Not a scenario. Somebody that thinks the whole world owes me something. But I'm going back. Amen. Just a chance. You show me anyone that God has touched, that God has elevated, it's because they've chosen to just be a servant. Yes, sir. If our working for God, we're painting pictures that shouldn't exist about how popular we're going to be. How many doors are going to open? What a big shot. Oh boy, you're in a world of hurt. I didn't Asked to be a preacher, I, in fact, it scared me really bad. And, uh, but when I told, when I, when I, when I fell in love with the Lord, I, I made a commitment that I'd just do whatever He wanted me to do yeah. if it just washed my sins away. Yeah, man. Yeah. I meant it. I was ready to scrub the toilets. Man, I was ready to clean the carpets. Still do. Still don't shirk my duties. Comes cleaning day, I'm right there when I need it. Hallelujah. But in my prayer time, 
God began to deal with me about being a preacher. I'd stand up to testify, Brother Marshall, and the Holy Ghost would get a hold of me. And I'm liable to be shouting all over the place and everybody else is too. Just simply from a testimony. I finally told the Lord, I said, God, I tell you what, I won't run. I won't run anymore. If you want me to preach your word, I'll preach your word. I said, I'll preach whatever you give me to preach. That's why I don't hold back and I'm pretty blunt sometimes. I made a vow to God. I said, I'll preach whatever you want me to preach and I'll go wherever you send me. I said, but here's the deal, God. I said, when I get up and get behind that podium, I said, I've got to feel the anointing. I said, God, you know what a scared rabbit I am. I don't want to be in front of nobody. I don't want to do nothing. But if you'll anoint me, I'll keep my vow to you. Amen. God has kept his vow to me. And I'm going to continue mine for him. But I, but I said all of this to say that. Amen. I remember the first revival that I ever held. Amen. I was driving about three hours and getting $7 offerings. Me and my wife spent our house payment to hold that revival. Honey, it wasn't big offerings and bright lights. But we begin to see people repent of their sins. Pray through to the Holy Ghost. And I don't regret it. And I'll do it all over again. I'm happy to be a servant. I'm not in the hall pen any longer. If you'll stay humble, you won't have to always preach for seven dollars. Spend two hundred to make it. God will put people in your life. I remember a man that called me to another man, second revival. He said, I want you to come preach me a revival. Brother Jay Wright. He was blind in one eye, couldn't see out of the other. That's literally. He had a story, a testimony. He was working on a dump truck. The dump truck fell down, squished his head. His head was lopsided. But he called me, he said, I want you to preach me a revival. I said, okay, I'll come. We get there, and asked my wife. There was probably five or six of us there. He mounted, and I began to hit the prayer room. I said, God, <coughs> you didn't call me to preach to empty pews, but if you did, I'm going to preach with everything I got. All right. But I said, I got enough faith. Right. Amen. If you called me to preach, you could feel this place. Come on. We was in an old country church. It was seven miles to Porm. You've been there. Amen. It's a small town at best. And it was another seven or ten miles to an interstate. I said, God, just put invisible signs. I said, for no reason at all, just point people down. At the end of that eight-night revival, they was dragging up seats because God filled that place. I'm telling you what. Feel that faith in God. God will confirm yeah. His word with signs following. Yeah. Hallelujah. I was out in that hog pit. Hey man, I busted up homes. Come on, somebody. No doubt I caused a few to be addicted to things they shouldn't have been addicted to. But now, serving God, hey man, I prayed for people. Yeah. Together, hey. see people repent and be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. 
Hallelujah. Glory. This thought I had been living before. Nothing compares to the things God will do. That's right. If we'll just become a yes man for him. Yes, sir. But we've got to change our way of thinking. At some point, it can't be about us any longer. Right. It's got to be about God. Yes, sir. That younger son, he didn't have to run away from home. He didn't have to draw all he had coming. But an old arrogant spirit got a hold of him. A spirit of, I want to do things my way. This is familiar with some sitting in these pews right here. Because that spirit's got a hold of you. <coughs> you need to get rid of that. You need to walk away from it. You won't like where it takes you to. I promise. I promise the end of that road, it's not a good place. Amen. See, they asked Jesus one time, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He grabs a little old child. He says, unless you become as this little child, you shall in no wise enter therein. It takes a humility and a humbleness to really live for God. As soon as that son got humble again, guess what? He had a, he had a brain transplant. Hey man, there's nothing wrong with you, sir. There's nothing wrong with you, ma'am. You just need to let God transform your mind. Put him to the test. Put him to the test. Try him and see if he won't work. Put a fleece out before God. Yes. Amen. Don't ask and admit. Amen. But ask for something real. Like fill my family with the Holy Ghost. Save my neighbor. Reach out. Deliver my mom. you probably have had to have the Holy Ghost to know when you're blaspheming against yeah. him. Yeah. If your pastor tells you something different, listen to him. It's hard for you to blaspheme against something that you have no knowledge of. And friend, if you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you don't have knowledge of it because it can't be explained. Amen. Amen. It's the Spirit of God. We all know that. But the Holy Ghost will touch you like nothing else can. Amen. Amen. If you've tried to live for God, but you've never prayed through the Holy Ghost, and you've you've had a hard time, there's a reason. Because it's almost impossible to live for God or do anything for God without the Holy Ghost. In fact, you can't even come to God unless the Spirit of the Lord grows you. 
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that feeling that maybe some of you have been having while the preaching's going on, that urgency about needing to pray or move up higher and get closer to God, that's the Spirit of God growing you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. Amen. Don't turn that away. Amen. As they begin to sing and play tonight, if you have a need, I want to ask you to come. I know I haven't preached on it tonight, but I do believe in miracles and healings. If you have that need, make it known. Amen. We'll do our best to believe God on your behalf. Amen. Would you come tonight? Would you just tonight say, I'm going to have a new way of thinking? I'm going to tonight just open up, lay it all on the line. I'm going to come clean with God. He already knows my little secrets anyway. But I'm going to come clean. I'm going to say, God, help me with my struggles. Help me with my temptations. God, my slipping, dipping, and ripping. God, just help me. I really want to live for you. If you'll come and pray that prayer, I promise you, you'll leave here tonight with a brand new way of thinking. Would you come and say, pray tonight? Know that I'm not worthy. Oh, to call upon your name. All my life I've been a sinner. 